We live in a day and an age where there's so many things that kids can do, right? Both inside the house and outside the house. But the great thing is it's a Saturday and a Sunday morning. And whether you're a teenager or a young parent, that's, that's a time in your week for chilling out and relaxing, a little bit of sofa time. And it works really well because it coincides with our coverage. And I've spoken to so many families down the years who have seen their children more because of the Premier League coverage than they otherwise would. You know, kids are getting out of bed at 7, 8, 9 o'clock, sometimes 4 a.m. on the West Coast to see their team, and then they're spending time with each other, sitting on the sofa, enjoying the spectacle of a Premier League game. It's all in all, it's the perfect window for family viewing. Callum Robinson's only scored five Premier League goals in his entire career, and all five of those have been against Chelsea in a very, very strange stat. We said before the game this morning, you yeah. said, in fact, yeah. that West Brom were getting into better areas, they were yeah. entering the box more, mm. but scoring goals has been a problem, not today. I also said that they won't get three goals against the Chelsea team. They, won't get they didn't, they got five. There you go. I mean, I think Thomas Tuchel today is probably understood the challenge of managing Chelsea Football Club. That when they're good, they're good and his progression's been good. And it is only one result, Rebecca. Yes, it's five goals and a man sent off. But the challenges that Frank had of this team, if they do open up, as we saw against West Brom today, will get hurt. And that today was what I call an international break performance. You know where people have been off and scoring goals and playing for your country and getting ready for World Cups? And the focus today was on getting three points to get that fourth spot. OK, so was that a blip then or did you see signs to worry for Chelsea fans today? I think... Yeah, obviously there is science story because defensively has been has been the problem last season. Ten teams conceded less, uh, conceded less than them, and it's been an issue. And I think what Chelsea's problem was today when they had to open up, they were just caught. They were just wide open. I think they hugely miss Conte. He's a massive play for them. For me, I think he's one of the best defensive midfielders in the world, not just the Premier League. And I think that's a huge issue for him. So there's a lot for Tuchel to think about. Mason Mount was brought on as a second-half sub. Out came Christian Pulisic, it looked like, for the second-half, Rob. Yeah, then we go to the tactical camera back, and we we'll see him here highlighted. He goes to that first coin, turns back, something of an injury, something's not right. He goes to the technical staff and his manager, Tuchel. There's a conversation. Tuchel said in the post-match interview after that it was a hamstring injury, so he advises the staff. They have to then say, Timo, get out the showers, we need you back. <laughs> Timo Werner comes running down and takes his place in, in the second half, and... I've not seen anything like that for some time, Rebecca. No, it's a rarity. From Thomas Tuchel's oh. perspective, what's he thinking there? Oh, I'd be fuming. With... It'd, be, it'd be absolutely fuming with Pulisic. Because at the end of the day, they're down to ten men. There will have been a plan in order for the second half, and Pulisic will have been part of that. So they've got everything in place, and then he comes out and has a little bit of a sprint and then says he has to come off. You either come off straight away, as in terms of when you're, when you're in the change room at half-time, or you give it a little bit of time because you could just see the face from Tuchel when he realises that Pulisic is coming off. Robbie, your the, reaction? The first thing is you don't want to make an injury worse, but you've got 15 minutes in that, in that half-time back to test and assess if you've got an injury. Now, we assume there hasn't. If you're running five yards to a cone and then turning around and saying it's right, it couldn't have been right in the first place. Now, we're all different people. If that's me as a player... I'm staying on. I'm trying to get another 10 or 15 minutes out before I tell the manager. Well, especially because Pulisic is in and out of this team. And we talked about it at the start of the day, that he's got probably eight Premier League games and whatever cup games to, to prove to get a first-team place in this Chelsea side. And you can't forget as well, Timo Werner, he would have been told directly when he, when he got off the pitch that he was coming yeah. off, so he wouldn't have been involved with that team talk. No, indeed, and then suddenly you're actually on, Timo. <laughs> All change at the bridge, and they lost by five goals to two. Danny, I'll come to you mm. first. 
a formality is the title and really when you watch Manchester City yeah. it's about patience yeah. and in the end it's a formality when they win it, it isn't they exhaust the opposition and there's no surprise their last I think their last um, well 11 of their last 13 goals have come in a second half away from home they just wear the opposition out. And, the, and one of the things that happened, when you're playing against Manchester City, when, when you used to play against the great teams, you started to get tired. And when you get tired, you switch off. That's why players then find themselves in more space for Manchester City. And that's what they just do. They know that in the first half, it's all about, OK, let's try and create opportunities. Let's tire out the opposition. And in the second half, they just come into their own. They've been able to rest players today as well for the huge game in the Champions League. So it's been another really good day for Guardiola and his men. Because Leicester City really didn't have the ball. And when you don't have the ball, it's exhausting. Yeah, eventually, they, 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 as Danny says, wear you out. They, they draw you across the pitch so many times until they find a hole. I've got to say, Rebecca, they've been expertly managing what's been a difficult season. I know Kevin De Bruyne comes off and wants to play all games, but the manager's done a great job of keeping everything fresh. He's got a fit squad now, a full squad, to, to go into to the next two weeks. And I was just looking at the next two weeks. You've got Dortmund in the Champions League, you've got Premier League against Leeds, Leeds Dortmund again, and then the FA Cup semi-final against Chelsea. It's a key moment of the season, and Manchester City in perfect place. Another clean sheet, that's 17 already this season. They can win four trophies. For mm. you, success would be how many of those four? I think su success would be two of them, and I think the Premier League and the Champions League. I think that's what it's right. all about. The Champions League is key to them. What I would say about Manchester City as well is that they've got a squad of intelligent players that can play in numerous different positions, so that allows other players to have a rest. It allows a surprise effort when they're playing against the opposition as well, so they're in a really good place. Pep, on the back of an international break against a really good side, how satisfied are you with what you saw from your team? A lot, a lot, a lot. Since the first minute, and an incredible team. So difficult to attack them. We suffered at home, but uh, we were more patient. We didn't make mistakes, and uh, yeah, great victory. Incredible step forward to to win the Premier League. We are we are closer. We need, uh, I think, three more games and one draw, so 19 points. And yeah, now. Like we have done this season, next one is Champions League and one, one, one game at a time. Let's take you back then to North London, to our commentary team, Graham Lasso and Arlo White with their post-match thoughts, gentlemen. And Rebecca, it could have been eight points, that gap between Liverpool and Chelsea. So what a massive swing of six points with the West Brom victory early and then Liverpool's second half display here today. So they're in the hunt. Jurgen Klopp says it's a mini-season, it started very well. What were the keys to their improvement and getting the results in the second half? I think round? initially the tempo, attitude and, and the desire that Liverpool had um, in stark contrast to Arsenal, who never really got going. And, you, you know, watching the first half, I thought, well, Arsenal were just inviting them on, counter-attack football, they'll get Odegaard in the game, never materialised. Mm. They got worse and worse and, and obviously once they went in goal behind, their heads went down, they lacked any real team spirit individual mistakes and utter collapse by the end of it. Yeah, so an, an alarmingly bad Arsenal performance, but but Liverpool impressive. Yeah, what, absolutely. What, what stood out for yeah, you? Yeah, sorry, yeah, I think that obviously Alexander-Arnold, as we said from the, the beginning of the match, had a point to prove. He, he showed quality. Fabinho showed a lot of quality. Good movement. And I think just, I think that, that, that sort of buzz around the team again, Thiago playing a little bit further forward now that Fabinho's in that midfield holding role. Mm. He looked better, more influential with his passing. So all in all, it was a much better connected 
performance by Liverpool. Once they got the first goal, they really relaxed into it and then mm. just opened up Arsenal at will. And in the end, it could have been more, couldn't it? Certainly could have. Um, Rebecca, we'll talk to you from Old Trafford tomorrow, but what a day for Liverpool today. Indeed, closing in there on the top four are the champions. Our thanks to Graham and to Arlo. I said during the highlights, Robbie, that there wasn't much in the first half. And what yeah. I meant by that was there weren't too many chances for either team. No. But Arsenal, if you look down our highlights, really created nothing today. How alarming is this season for Arsenal? We sat here with Beckham and we said there was a shot of Mikel Arteta looking disappointed, I think, at 2-0. And we said, the plan's not working. And, and I remember I said to you, what plan? At times, I'm not quite sure what it is. If they can't play out the back and they try that and often you know, give up a goal, then it doesn't look like the fluency of playing through the team in other ways. They sat back in the first half and, and denied Liverpool. But when they sort of at least try to play a little bit, they look so open at the back. And from Liverpool's point of view, I've got to say, Diogo Jota, he wasn't really mentioned about when all the defenders were being injured and, and the midfield players were injured. He was a huge loss at the time for Liverpool when they needed that spark up front. You see what he'd done today. Yeah, it's a good point. What's your headline out of today? Uh, the Arsenal players. I think the reason they're making so many individual errors is because they're being asked to do something that is not their strength. So the manager has to take responsibility. But then as players, senior players, whoever it may be, when you're on the pitch, if you're not comfortable doing something, you have to change that as an individual on the pitch. But there's been too many times now where Arsenal have given the ball away in their own half and conceded a number of times throughout the season. And that has to change. The bottom line with Arsenal is some of these players aren't good enough. It's a rebuild at this football club that's needed. Jürgen, congratulations. Um, Probably the best I've seen you play, maybe since even since Palace. It was a really good performance. Yes, as a package, probably, uh, because tonight we, we scored. Then finally, from a specific moment, we, we finished our situations off. Um, it was already good before that. Obviously, we had, had clear cut chances, uh, played really good football. Arsenal was not really in the game for the whole 95 minutes, and um, so that was because of our performance. I think they were ready to 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 hurt us, to punish us, but we didn't let it happen tonight, and that's. Great. Um, what's very important for us, obviously, we have to, we had to keep going. We had to kind of keep the momentum. It's the first time, pretty much, that we have it. So we should be careful with it and keep it uh, and treat it well. And that's what we did tonight. And um, was a really good game. You'd have been quite frustrated, I guess, at halftime to be nil-nil because you had pretty much control of the game for the whole first half. Not frustrated uh, because. Uh, the result is a uh, result of the performance, how we know, and uh, the performance was good enough to win the game, and it has two halves. So we are obviously not in dreamland this year, so it's not that things uh, just start clicking for us now. So I think in the moment when Millie missed the chance, which was brilliant football, Trent's pass, blah, 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 and then Millie is there and has an open goal in front of him and, and misses it. There was a moment when you really thought, OK, that's how, that's how it is this season. As we have just to work harder, we have to, to try it longer, more often, all these kind of things. And when you do that, then you have a good chance to win the game. And first and foremost, it was important tonight that we performed on that level because um, the counter-press tonight was absolutely exceptional. It was really tricky for, for us, I think, to deal with that. Um, and when you play good football and you win, when you, if you can then win the balls back high on the pitch, then um, you play a good game. In good games, you should win. It would be nice to talk about lots of individual performances because there were many of them. But perhaps the outstanding little tiny moment of the game was Trent's ball for the first goal because it's such high quality. Absolutely. 
sensational cross. But he had the, had the pass in the first half already. How the game he played tonight was just exceptional. Eh? So um, that's how it goes sometimes. If you, uh, if yeah. The criticism there or whatever, or people talk about you in, 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 in the wrong way, then you want to show a reaction. But that's the way how he played um, since, I don't know exactly since when, but since he came back from the injury. So because he had some problems, yes, in the start of the season, but he is one of our standout players in this season. And now tonight he could show that again, and it's really good. Thank you, Jürgen. You're Appreciate welcome. it. Thank you, you man. Mikhail, just how disappointed are you with that result and that display? Very much. Completely deserves to lose the game. They were better in every department. They deserve to win the game with the margin that they have or more. Unacceptable from our side the way we, we play today. You're clear in your condemnation of it. What do you put it down to? What was missing? What was wrong tonight? They were much better than us in every department. They win every duel, every second ball, every challenge. They were brave when they had the ball, they made the right decisions. We didn't. It's my fault. Why do you say it's your fault? Because yeah, because I have to set the team to play in a different way and perform in a different way, and that's it. Do the players not have to take some responsibility for, for not putting I prefer putting to in... do that. Um, and I take it. Congratulations to Liverpool, because I think they were exceptional today, and they were, and they can play at that level. And we saw the difference today between the two teams when we play at that level that the margin is uh, incredibly high. That's honest of you to take the blame, but just how dispiriting is it? I don't care. I don't have to use any excuses that we don't have five or six players. It's not about that. It's the standard has to be much higher for this football club, and my job is to, to get them to perform at that level. It's the concern. It wasn't necessarily technical, but it was the effort. It was technical as well, and the effort is because of the disappointment, but we, we gave every ball away. We could not put three passes together. They do that really well. They counter-press, but it's still like that. It was too many simple things um, not done right. The basics weren't there today, and when you do that against this level of opponent, you get punished like, uh, like we have. How big a setback does it feel, that type of display? At the moment, I'm in shock because I didn't expect that. The way the team trained, the way the team <coughs> tries... It happened today. That's a reality. Robbie, they threw it away, didn't they, Spurs today? Well, it's funny because you said at half-time like, that, that Spurs didn't look secure. I thought that Spurs, whatever happened, would find a way to win. I guess they only had five minutes at the end there. But it comes back to Jose Mourinho relying on his defence. Mm. And for how many times, Robbie, we mm. said it this season, where the football is scrappy, doesn't look great, they don't sustain attacks, they're happy to defend, but they don't defend well. Mm. You look at the lineup defensively, that's different players, nearly all of them are different. He's changed and chopped and changed, thinking he got something better, and yet it wasn't just the two goals, Rob. Newcastle mm. had, yeah. a, what, two or three other really great chances. Defensively, Spurs are not, not good enough. They had 20 minutes in Newcastle where they had a go, and, and I think Robbie's saying that he, he felt New, uh, Tottenham would find a way. He trusted Jose Mourinho in this group of team. What he can't trust is that back line backer. The Willock goal, Tanganga, stop a cross coming in, you, you don't have a problem. You lose a header on the back post. Your two centre-backs have got to deal with one ball. They run into each other, and all of a sudden, from Newcastle's point of view, listen, you expect some, some bad things because they're a team 17th on the table. For, for Tottenham... The gift was there today. The gift was there to close the gap, to get themselves a top-four 
full spot, mm. and then look to, forward towards a, a League Cup. This is going to be a real tough end to the season. They've got Manchester United, Everton, and um, I think Southampton in the next three, three league games, and a League Cup against Manchester City. We, we've got to make sure we give Steve Bruce and Newcastle yeah, United yeah. plenty of credit, because mm. the ambition shown there surprised me a little bit. From the first whistle, yeah. I mean, they yeah. created more chances, I think, yeah. that we've seen Newcastle United create for a long time. Mm. And the, the strikers, Gale and Jonathan, are not taking all of them, obviously, but they did get two goals, and they were constantly giving Spurs, mm. not a great defensive Spurs, but still, Tottenham Hotspur, a real lot of trouble He's had difficult times, hasn't he? He's been under a lot of pressure. Yeah, he has, yeah. Yes. Josie, to turn that game around in the first half, how do you reflect on just leaving here with a point today? It's not a good point. Uh, we should, and we come, of course, with the objective to, uh, to win it, so not happy with the point. And I don't go. I don't want to go very deep on on my analyze because I feel that what I feel, what I think, what I want to say cannot be with you. Can only be in the dressing room. If we start looking defensively, not going too deep, but was it perhaps a little too open at times? <laughs> it's a bit of a contradiction because normally. You tell that we are not an open, expensive team, so it looks a little bit of a contradiction. I would say that um, too many individual mistakes, and then mistakes give instability, and maybe can give that perception that you that you have. But for example, in the second goal, we are uh, we are balanced. We are not open. We. We have more numbers than them in the in the the point where the cross is coming. We have um, positional control of the the first man for the first ball. We have um, two against one for the second ball in the face of the goal. So we were not too open. In terms of the other end, Harry Kane again showing how vital he is. He is a goal-scoring machine, but do you feel there are others who perhaps need to step up and, and take some of the load from him? You know, he scored two, uh, two goals. He had the one where he hit the post, so this is, uh, this is Harry. He did, his, uh, he did his job. We had other, other very positive performances. Just to give you an example, I think that Tangi played a very good game in terms of uh, the building up for this for, for these situations of, of goal and, and goal chances. Aston Villa coming back to win that one. Fulham, we talked about Tottenham earlier throwing away a chance. Tottenham would have gone fourth if they'd won the game. Fulham would have been in a safe yeah. position had they won the game. Throw it away for you? Well, throw it away, yes. Um, it, it, it smacks of a team that realises what's in their grasp. Three points, they know the importance of this match, they know what happened to Newcastle United, they know the gap, they know the amount of games left, they know the opportunity they've got to win games to stay in the division. You're 1-0 up with half an hour to go, and it, I, kind of, I just felt the fear took over a little bit. They didn't attack anymore. We talked about they weren't getting people forward anymore. Yeah. This is great, let's hold on, let's protect. People were nervous, a little bit more dwelled on the ball. And to be fair, Villa raised their game a bunch in the second half. Good substitutions, Trezeguet coming in, getting those couple of goals. It's, you looked at the body language, Rebecca, and I'm sure you looked as yeah, well. Yeah. The manager when the goals were going in, mm. the players coming off, 
They could overread, was shaking his head. That's quite damaging, that Rebecca, given the situation and the game's coming up. Wow, that, that's, that's disappointing for Fulham. How do you assess Fulham against Newcastle in this run-in? Right now, the momentum is, is gone the other way. It's gone back to Newcastle, Rebecca. Well, we made a really important word there. Fear hit, hit Fulham today. Mm -hmm. They're 1-0 up with an hour on the clock and weren't quite sure what to do for the next 30 minutes. They wanted the clock to go quickly. And when you're down there, Beck, and I've been in teams like this, there's two really important things. The first thing is to get the results. But very close behind that is the performance. How you play gives you hope. That's why we've been saying Fulham have got a chance because they're playing well. Today's a body blow. They, they, they got themselves ahead. All week the narrative would be, we win today, we go above Newcastle, and now we go on. He's going to have his work cut out now, Scotty Pocker. This is a challenge for seven games. He's got to lift this group again, and they've got to go again till the end of the season. Scott, commiserations. Just how difficult is that one to take for you at the moment? Yeah, it's a difficult one, to be honest with you. So, um, just a poor 15 minutes, to be honest with you, Greg. Get, us, get our nose in front. I thought the game ebbed and flowed a little bit at that point until our goal. Um, and then, yeah, I, I mean, I'm disappointed with the way... The way then it obviously it, it goes in, in that sense that uh, they get themselves back in the game at 1-1 um, and they're just easy goals really, just easy goals, silly goals um, and that's let us down today to be quite honest with you, so that's disappointing. How has it got away from you from that position, bearing in mind the importance of this game and the opportunity mm. that was there for you at that point? Well, yeah, I've got, I've got, my, I've got half an idea but... At certain moments in certain games, you need to understand where, where, where you are as a team and what your game needs at that certain moment. We just didn't, we didn't manage that situation very well. And sometimes in football matches, um, you, need, you need a grit, you need an understanding, you need to be horrible, you need to, you need to play the game territory, you need to, you need to understand that. Look, I, I think it's clear to see the way my team play and the way I want us to play, but certainly there's, um, there's always two sides of a football match. And even more so now, you get to eight games like we've got to, and you get your nose in front here with 15 on the clock, really, you need to... Of course, they can get back in the game, and they did. But at that point, there's one point. We, we're walking away here with one point, and we just... We were sloppy in their moments. In the end, is it game management and simply game yeah. management? As yeah, I think, you do feel? I think it's game management. We, we manage the game at certain moments, but there, need, there, need, there needs to be something a little bit more at their moments, and we, we lack that today. Um, I always, it's a young team, and we understand that, but it was some naive... Silly mistakes, really, and you know, at, at this moment where we are, where 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 we are in the season, and where we are as a, as a team, you, you need to eradicate them, really. So, um, overall, disappointed, disappointed with the loss. I always say you can lose football matches, of course you can, but some there's a way to lose football matches, and I just I won't please the way we lost today. Well, Jose, the Premier League is hard. Is there a feeling that your players are making it even harder than it needs to be at the moment? Premier League is hard and and is high level football and when uh, in some actions you don't show that you belong to that high level uh, football it's difficult and with those words we welcome you to Premier League Live Liam McHugh, Robbie Musto, Robbie Earl so Tottenham now 15 drop points from winning position during this campaign Jose Mourinho had many other comments. He was asked a question about his past, this idea that his teams are known for holding leads in games. But this year, obviously, that's mm -hmm. not the case. So who is to blame for letting leads slip? His response, same coach, different players, which sounds a whole mm -hmm. lot like the buck stops mm -hmm. anywhere but right in this area. Exactly. 
What do you make of it? And we shouldn't be surprised. It's classic Jose Mourinho. Let me tell you where we are. Shots have been fired. And shots have been fired, one, to the dressing room, to the group of players, to say, you're not really doing it my way. And a shot's been fired for me to the boardroom, to Daniel Levy and the, the up, higher-ups at Spurs to say, I'm going to need some money to get this defence sorted if you want to bring the silverware that I want to bring. And it's interesting. So he's saying, same manager, different players. How about from Spurs' point of view, it's same players. How about different tactics? How about going about it different? Before we get to same Spurs players, different manager. Because I think that's the road we're going. And I talked in our podcast with, with Robbie yesterday and said, listen, this is the start of Josie. The League Cup's coming up at, at the end of the month. If they're not in the top four... We might start seeing more of these kind of comments, more of the toxic uh, attitude around the football club, and that's when Jose Mourinho has to leave. Does it feel like the early signs here of a pending divorce? Well, what, what, second season, third season, it starts to go wrong uh, historically for Jose Mourinho. But again, it's just another example of his out-of-control ego, and it's never been his fault. But if you actually analyse it a little bit more closely than that, well, actually, the, the, the day is starting to to top up that it actually might be. He brought, he's brought in new defending players, Regalon, uh, Matt Doherty, Joe Roden. He brought in Pierre-Amel Hoiberg, a defensive-minded midfield player, to make his team stronger defensively. Yet, we're seeing the same issues that he's had all season long, where they're passive in games, they're not going to kill off teams and try and score more goals. They try and rely on a defence that, that, in his... Uh, he thinks it's going to be good enough, but it but, but, but he hasn't, hasn't even got a, a set defence, Rob. He has more changes than you change your golf swing, it, it, and, <laughs> and still can't get the success. You know, is it is it Aurier? Is it Doherty? Is it Regalon? Is it Davies? Is it Roden? Is it Tang, uh, Tanganga? Is, is is it you know Sanchez? I mean, who's his back for? I'll tell you what it is, my friend. It's a smokescreen. They've conceded 32 goals, mm -hmm. fewer than Leicester City, fewer than Manchester United, who are sat in second and third place in, in this Premier League. It's not that. Those aren't bad numbers. It's philosophy. You talked about the points he's dropped from winning positions. That's game management. That's style. That's approach. That's when we're, we're two, we're two one-up against Newcastle United or other teams, let's go and score more goals. They've got a ton of great attacking players. So it's his game management, more than the numbers, the goals for and the goals against, when you look at them independently, they're all right. It's just the way that he's managing the team in certain situations and they're dropping valuable points. That's said, Rob, and, I, and, I, and I, I hear you. Thomas Tuchel goes in at Chelsea Football Club and, and take the, the five goals that Sam Showcase put on at mm -hmm. the weekend, goes into a team that are leaking goals, changes the system, goes to a back three, makes defenders better, coaches them, works them. Yeah. In a short space of time, we've seen Chelsea go from a team that don't look like they're going to concede goals. OK, at the other end of the pitch, it wasn't great. But you can work and coach he's, and make he's players never, better. But when has he ever done that? He's not an improver of players. What? When has he ever trusted young players, Rob, and thrown them in and made them better? And like, wow, look at they've... But he's, he's not that guy. Well, he wants well, to well, finish... What, oh, so what you're saying is he needs to go Daniel Levy and go, give me £250 million so I can find my John Terry, can, well, can well, find my Cavalli. Because in 2015, he had... Uh, uh, 20, 2004-2005... He had a Chelsea team that conceded 15 goals all season. This was always, sorry, this is, this is always the, the question about Jose Mourinho. A, a coach that can make really great teams that little bit better with his tough winning mentality, and that's worked. This maybe is a little bit more work to be done, and he's not, he's struggling. Well, you know, he was asked about work mm. specifically, and was there more work to do? He said, I don't think so. We work well, we work hard, but there are mistakes which I probably shouldn't even call mistakes <laughs> 
because they are related to qualities that players yeah. have, mm. which basically tells you, don't ask me to fix this. Yeah. This is the player. It's on them. And, and he's basically saying these players are not up to what I want. He's bought, he's bought them, but, many but, of them. But he, he's saying, and he doesn't fancy him, Rob, so he's now going, give me, I, I need to go again. He, Jose Mourinho isn't going to change. He's the only manager in the Premier League who wants to control a game without the ball. And it's the hardest, most dangerous thing that he does. And this team, with this group of players, are not good enough to do it. Uh, and by the way, just final comment, he took over a team that were in the Champions League mm. final the season before, and he was very happy with his squad. And he's added new players. So it's starting to mount up. Come on, Jose. It might be you. Yeah, I mean, we see the two managers right there. Let's start mm. with Everton. Carlo Ancelotti, yeah. right at this moment, his feelings have to be what? Frustrated. That was a careless end to the game. As many chances as we've seen, Richarlison v Guaita was like a one-on-one all through the match. Chances for, for the likes of Cal- Calvert-Lewin. To only be 1-0 up and then having to manage that situation. Careless at one end, not taking the chances. Careless at the other to allow the team back in. And if you want to go for Europe, if Everton want to start to make that next step, you have to hang on to those three points to make sure you're closing the gap on those teams above you. I mean... It seems like an obvious thing to stress at this point, but how do you change that if you're Everton? Well, the, 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 the manager's a vast, experienced manager. He will be drilling into these players now. That you, in this, and he knows this league very well. He's had previous seasons in this Premier League. He knows that at 1-0, every team's got a chance. And we were just talking about it towards the end there. That in, in the Premier League, you've got good squads. You have Batshuayi coming on, Jeff Schlupp. Not a big star player, but was involved in the game. You've got to get more than 1-0 up to, to try and secure a game. And the opportunities that his two strikers had, mm. I mean, that's just a bad day for the strikers. Everton weren't super slick, but they created enough to win that game. And that's where Palace is comfortable. And right? Pal- yeah, and Palace, listen, if you leave that door open, they've got Zaha, they've got Benteke, they've got people who can come off the bench. They've got energy and they've got good athleticism. That's good football as well today. Yeah, and yeah. they did a nice build and play. And the, the goal was, was actually where they did combine those passes. Batshuayi comes on and gets them a finish. They deserve their point. Well done, Jesse. A terrific win that takes West Ham to fourth on the table. It doesn't really tell the whole story of the night, though, does it? No, I mean, it was a tough game. Um, obviously, you know, we had to work hard for the three points and... You know, we kept at it. Um, you know, I thought it was going to be another Arsenal situation conceding for our time, but you know, let's get the focus and concentration for the ninety minutes. Was that in your mind? The manager said at half time, we cannot let that happen again. Yeah, it's just you know, lack of concentration at the end. Um, but like I say, we, we come out second half a little bit better. Um, like I say, they, they dominated. Um, you know, most of the play, but it's about us. You know, uh, managing the game. You started things going, running from your own half. How much did Mikel Antonio's run help you as well? Yeah, it was perfect. Um, you know, of course, it was 2v2. And, you know, we work on stuff like in, in training. And, um, you know, Mikel took the run away. And, you know, I seen a, I seen a clear got to, to go through. And it was just me and the keeper left. When we saw you go 3-0 up, do we see some of the best football we've seen so far from West Ham this season? Yeah, but, I mean, there's always, um, you know, room to improve. Um, and, like I say, it's a, it's a great victory. But, you know, there's things to, to take from this game, positive and negative. And, you know, we'll learn on that. Once again, your own form, just absolutely outstanding since you've been to West Ham. What's behind it? Um, no, I don't mean it's just consistency. I think, um, um, like I say, it's it's a uh, it's it's you know form is um, you know consistent for me. I've obviously not played you know the past two years. I think so. Um, you know, to, to play week in week out and, and keeping it on a form is is, uh, is great. But obviously, like I said, the, the team have helped me tremendously. Looked like a, an exchange of words at the end. What was the problem? 
he said, why do we play like that? But I said, I don't know what he meant by that. Um, you know, of course we won the game. I think he meant when we kept it in the corner. But you know, it's, it's game management and you know, these things like that we have to we have to learn and, and keep picking up on. You're in the top four now. Can you stay there? Yeah, it's about you know maintaining and, and keeping a focus. And you know, in each game we've got um, you know tough run of fixtures, but you know the lads are ready and um, you know prepare for the next game. Okay, the headline coming into this one was that Declan Rice could be out weeks. But the headline coming out, Jesse Lingard, they pick up the win. After this performance today, they move into the top four. Do you feel differently about their chances of finishing in the top four now that you know that Declan Rice is going to be out? Yeah, I think that's going to be a problem. Um, a little window into that. Mark Noble, towards the end of this game, looked a little tired. There was a giveaway where there's an opportunity for Wolves. I mean, he did had a great game, you know, but... But Declan Rice is so important in that situation. West Ham do that. David Moyes does that. He did it against Arsenal. It didn't work out. Arsenal were great. They conceded the three goals and they, they just got a one point instead of three. Happened again today. As Lingard said, it was kind of like, oh, is it, are they going to concede three again? They held on this time. But just in terms of that question about finishing the top four, again, after 30 games, they're mm-hmm. in the top four now is, is remarkable. I just, I guess maybe it's the big club thing. I just... I just think it's going to be difficult. I mean, wow, to, to stay there, tough. It, it was really interesting. There was a great shot at the end of the game of David Moyes and, and Jesse Lingard, were not, and, and yep. he was holding, they were talking, they were laughing. And you think about those two guys over the last 12 to two years, both have had difficult times. David Moyes was at Manchester United, failed, went to Sunderland, didn't work, Real Sociedad, Jesse Lingard... Has, has had a lot of time out of football where people were questioning. Both of these people were, were out of football at a time when people were saying, well, he's too old, David Moyes, now he's way too old. Jesse Lingard's never going to be a top-class player. It's redemption for both of these, these, these people. And to be sitting fourth at the moment, and Rob was right that, you know, Chelsea, Spurs, Liverpool, all underneath them, God, they haven't often well, this West Ham team. They're, they're, they're a yep. different West Ham than, than we've known. The spirit about them, they can play with a bit of swagger. They defended when they needed it today. This is a different West Ham under David Moyes. And you know what? You never know. Leicester City won a title. West Ham United can make the championship. That was a special moment after mm. the game. Mark, was your heart in your mouth at any point in that second half? <laughs> uh, a little bit. Um, it was... The, the goal just before half-time killed us. Um, it was a, a little bit similar to last week against Arsenal. You know, we were 3-0 up and then cruising and then conceded a goal before half-time. And... And it makes the game a different game in the second half. And um, the boy Fabio come on, he scored a great goal for them, to be honest. We was a little bit unlucky with uh, with Tommy's goal because that would have put the game to bed. But I thought the boys dug in. Um, we had a big a big loss in the week with Deck coming back from England duty and, and being injured. And then uh, Mikey coming off after 20 minutes. They're two massive players for us. But uh, the boys dug in well and, uh, and got a great win. Crucially, three points takes you into the top four. You're now above Spurs, Liverpool, and Chelsea. Is that sinking in? And, and game by game, are you starting to grow in belief that you can finish in that top four? I think we said we we said two or three weeks ago. I think um, that our, when we get to single figures in games left, we, we can we can go for it and have a right go because we've got nothing to lose. We, we're not expected to be there, um, but the boys have done fantastic. We've, we've played as a team. We've had to it. At times, because every game in this league is a tough game, and uh, to go and get three points here, which hasn't been a nice place for us in the last few years, and uh, it was a good win tonight. You mentioned losing a player like Declan Rice before this match. Sometimes you can see teams galvanised to show that you can cope without key players. Do you think that was partly the case? 
Uh, I don't know. I think I think the boys have come out in the first half, especially the first 40 minutes. We were we were fantastic. We we blew Wolves away, and then uh, as I said, the goal uh, was really disappointing. But look, you can't you can't replace Deck. He's probably one of the best city midfielders, not only in the, in the country at the minute, but probably world football, and uh, he's showing that on a on an international stage. So. Um, players like myself and, and Jared who has had to come in uh, for Mikey and after after he went off have, have had to come in and fill in and uh, and it, we've had that all the season we've needed to players to come in we've only got probably one out and out fit striker in Mikey and now we've lost him so back to the drawing board on on uh, on Tuesday I think and um, and and see where we go next week. As we look ahead to next weekend, runaway leaders Manchester City take on Leeds. Saturday's a big day in the race for the top four. Both Liverpool and Chelsea are in action. Sunday sees Burnley host Newcastle, both looking to put some more breathing room between themselves in the bottom three. West Ham-Leicester should be a good one. But right now, we are going to focus on Tottenham against Manchester United. And why not, considering what's going on with Jose Mourinho? Yesterday, his team draws 2-2 with Newcastle. They were winning that game. They've dropped 15 points from winning position this season. Mm. He was asked about it and the fact that in the past, this was not a staple of his clubs. So he was asked, why is this team letting Leeds slip away? And he said, same coach, different players. Mm. And that tells you what? It tells you that, that nothing's ever his fault. And the players that he's got right now are not good enough. I mean, it, it's cringeworthy when... It, it, that's a, a really bad quote. That it's a stickable quote. So the players will hear that many, mm. many times. Even other uh, interviews, it's like, you know, I'm trying my best, but they're making mistakes at this level that you can't do. I just think after a while, Rob, it just gets... If you're a player, I mean, you're OK, and you can handle mm. the criticism and stuff, but... You know, more and more and more. And there's starting to be build-up now of evidence from disappointments in North London derby, the Dinamo Zagreb going out to them in the Europa League. You know, the, the, the way that the team's performing at the moment with so many great attacking players that aren't being utilised, they're being cautious. I wonder, Rob, in this game again, mm. are we going to mm. see Jose Mourinho in the big games? Mm. It's, it's scared. It's fear. It's cautious. It's back on the back foot to trying to stop United instead of trusting some of the attacking guys he's got. The only consistent thing all that the United players will say, yeah, oh, we know what, what he says. <laughs> we, he was doing that <laughs> when, he, when he was here as well. It's a huge April for Tottenham Hotspur and Jose Mourinho. The Manchester United, Everton, Southampton and Manchester City in the League Cup. By the time we get to there, Rob, if they're not top four and they've lost the League Cup, we've got some big decisions to make. Mm. Jose Mourinho... Gareth Bale, Harry Kane. This whole football club is, is going to be destined around the next few weeks of, of, of football. And Jose Mourinho needs to have his players on side. And same coach, different players. Mm. That is a quote that is going to live for a while. That one, it is on Sunday. But first up, we're back on Friday. Time's run out for Fulham to save their Premier League status. Coverage ahead of their game against Wolves starts at 2.30 Eastern here on Peacock Premium. That's all for us today. We'll see you Friday.